This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains, or driving to the city, summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today. Want a great way to recognize your employees? Check out Custom Inc. Have you ever thought about doing something special for your customers? Custom Inc. can do that too. And wouldn't your team love some custom gear? Custom Inc. is ready. Custom Inc. is your go-to custom gear partner with great customer service, quality products, and all-in pricing along with personalized help when you need it and an easy-to-use website when you don't. Plus, everything is 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Check out what we can do for your business at custominc.com. And welcome back to Cottage Talk. This is our preview show of Fulham versus Huddersfield Town. Joining me right now is Emilio Donnell. And also on the line is Jeremy King. He's been on the show before. He is a Huddersfield Town supporter. And he's going to give us the Huddersfield Town perspective on this upcoming match. Listen, I look forward to talking to both of you guys. Before we get going, I want to mention a couple things. Because uh, I keep getting asked all the time to talk about this. Number one, please do subscribe to our YouTube channel. I know... Emilio is a big proponent, and we are growing it. It's it's a yeah. slow process. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please do that. Uh, it'll help other Fulham supporters and maybe other supporters of other clubs find us. So subscribe to our YouTube channel. Okay, that's number one. Number two, I actually did this on the last show, but I, I want to mention once again a close friend of mine, a longtime listener of Cottage Talk, Roger Lewis. He is, uh, you know, uh, we're just hoping he gets better soon. So I'm just going to just wish Roger get well soon. Roger, we're all thinking of you and and uh, hope you get better soon. Okay. All right. Over to you, Emilio. First of all, welcome back to the show. How are you doing, my friend? 
Yeah, I'm not doing too bad, thanks. It's been another long battle at work this week, so glad it's the weekend. So time to a bit of, bit of rest, watch a bit of Fulham this weekend, hopefully uh, not stop me from drowning my sorrows. But yeah, it's good to have Jeremy back on the show. It's obviously quite a few times you've been on the show, Jeremy, so welcome welcome back to the show. And yeah, I'm curious, because yeah, I remember we did one at the beginning of the season, didn't we? I think we both... Well, I certainly didn't expect the the victory of that margin of 5-1 back at the beginning of the season. And I think when we did the show, Jeremy, I think you were a little bit downbeat about the prospects for your team this season. Look, you've, you guys have come a long way since then. So keen to understand what's changed, you know, and what's your you know confidence levels for the rest of the season. But yeah, it's good to have you back on the show. And I know there's a call out for one of my work colleagues, David Longbottom. I don't know if you're on the show watching us. So hope you're listening. And hopefully we'll take three points from you tomorrow, but then we'll <laughs> talk about it at work on Monday. Okay, excellent yeah, stuff. Great to be back with both of you. Thank you. Okay, well, Jeremy, thank you so much again for joining us. You've done Cottage Talk a few times. We always appreciate having you on. And I guess let's just start here because I'm glad that Emilio brought this up and Jeremy's joining us uh, via Emilio, basically. Uh, so so we, we're just hearing your voice, but you're coming in very clear. So. Let's go back because, as Amelia mentioned, you were you were a little bit downbeat. You weren't too positive, and of course, Fulham had the big victory on the road against Huddersfield Town. But a lot's changed since then. So let's you walk us through what's happened since then and what's been going on with Huddersfield Town. They've been on quite a run lately, and it's actually nice to see. So your thoughts on what's been going on with your club? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, I have to admit, I was more downbeat about last season than this season. I know when I came on the podcast, I mean, I, I, earlier this season, I thought we'll probably do slightly better. I think I suggested that I said ourselves and Blackpool were the rank outsiders for the division. And I fancied us both to do slightly better than the bookmakers suggested. And I, I suggested 15th. Now, clearly, I've, I'm getting that somewhat wrong. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, I, I think. I think with regard to our team, we're, we're actually we weren't sure who the individuals were that were getting in. So, and I, I think I said that at the start. We were, we'd heard the names, but a lot of these players were from lower league, some from non-league, um, and it was a case of could we could they gel or not? And clearly they have. I mean, when we play well, we're actually a very good side and quite exciting to watch. Um, we're inconsistent. Uh, and we, there have been times where we're quite passive, uh, and when we're like that, we're, we struggle. But where we're on our game, we do give good teams uh, a bit of trouble. Um, and I think the 5-1 at the start of the season, and I, I listened into the podcast that you did post-match, um, and I think you had Gordon Davis and Robert Wilson on there, and right. I, you all said that, you know, Huddersfield were a poor side. And... I have to admit, I mean, I couldn't really argue with that when you lost 5-1, but I suppose it was one game, and we've played poorly three or four times this season, but in general, we we maintain a decent standard, and that's the reason that we've been so consistent this season. Well, that's very interesting. And back to you, because what's interesting about it, I, I want to talk about the style of play, because I, I've listened to a little bit on different podcasts, and they basically have been saying, and maybe you can say this is true or not true, that it's not Bielsa ball the way that Bielsa played. Basically, there is that press, but you have morphed into whatever you need to do to win a match. You're not specifically doing what Bielsa does at Leeds United. Is that accurate? Yeah, I'll completely agree. We do 
perform as as we need to, depending on the circumstances of the game. I know some town fans complain that we play very well first half and then suddenly we go into our shell second half and defend and just hope that we can hang on. Um, it's interesting because uh, Corbett and the manager says, look, I don't send the team out to do that. They've Unfortunately, that's sometimes how it, it, it looks. Um, and that it is unfortunate. I, I don't deny he probably doesn't do that. He doesn't think at half time, let's completely change the style of play from something that's successful to something that isn't. But it's sometimes, you know, when you're going up and you're playing against a decent side, it's yep. sometimes just what you do. Or it, a team of our quality is what we do. And we just try and defend. But I think overall, you're quite right, Russ. You know, there's been times this season, say like Bristol City away, where we've attacked, we've been exciting. Um, yeah. And there have been other times where we've just been trying to hold on for the for the victory. Um and in general, as you, you rightly mentioned, you've been on a good run recently. Right. So something's working. And I was listening to a Huddersfield Town podcast this morning before I went to work because I was just curious their view of it. And the one match that they kept bringing up was the Sheffield United match recently. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I think Sheffield United, I mean, that's our most recent match. Yeah, they've, um, Sheffield United obviously on a good run. And they, uh, they, we expected a harder game. We won quite dramatically at their place at Bramall Lane with an injury time winner, which was very enjoyable winning a, a fellow Yorkshire club at that uh, at that time. Um, but they 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 put a bit of pressure on us. It has to be said, but we coped with it pretty well. I mean, I thought we were um, we were unlucky, uh, you know, not to get a penalty. Uh, I know lots of fans will say that, but we were. Um, and, you know, it could have been given. It was on Sky. Lots of people watched it at half time. Sky commentators said that it was, or summarizers said that it was a penalty. Um, but there wasn't really much in the game. And that was, there isn't much in the game between ourselves and a side that were fancied to be right at the top and are playing very well. So it all goes well for the rest of the season when we can complete, compete very successfully with a a very good championship side. So, um, yeah, long may that continue. The problems with town, it's putting two games yeah. together like that. And, <laughs> and that's sometimes what yeah. our downfall is. Okay. I want to go to Emilio. Emilio, I know that you had a question for Jeremy. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, um, you know, I look back at, you know, over the last few years, obviously we've played played ourselves a few times in the championship, in the, some of those dire fixtures in the Premier League. I still always remember that dreadful Christmas drama at Cottage, you know, one that 1-0 victory with Kamara missing a penalty, Mitrovic yeah. scoring late, obviously it didn't make, it mean a lot in the grand scheme of things, but my colleague at work wanted to ask you the question about comparing this team of yours this year versus your promotion team in 2017, and how do they stack up, you know, like for like, and, you know, he's very he's very confident, you know, he's looking forward to next season, he doesn't, he maybe thinks maybe getting promoted this year is a little, one season too early, now, I don't know what your thoughts are on that and what your thoughts are generally around your squad this year compared to that promotion squad five years ago. Yeah, it's interesting because, the, I mean, yes, yeah, I've got people around that sit around me that think that they wouldn't be disappointed if we actually now finish right. eighth because you're quite right. We, we would have so many players that would we need to replace if we went into the Premier League. The one thing about the 2017 side is player for player, um, if you work it out, I would possibly have more plays from 2022 in, in the in combined 11, slightly. But in 2017, we had the likes of Chris Schindler and we had the likes of Aaron Moy playing for us, mm. two high-quality players. Um, and we don't quite have that 
this time, certainly not in the important positions of central defence and central midfield. And our best players, possibly, arguably, Zorba Thomas on the right wing, no doubt we'll talk about him and other players uh, soon. But uh, he's, you know, right wing's great, but if you don't get the ball to your right wing, yeah. then you can't uh, provide any damage. Whereas central midfield, you've got a good central midfield like Aaron Moy was first in 2017. Well, Moy ran half the games he was in in the championship he was just he was so good and he was just too good for most of the other teams that we're playing against and we don't have that sort of thing this year okay interesting stuff and that's going to leave me you know and i'm glad that we're talking about comparing the two sides of two different huddersfield town teams but as we focus back on this current side and we're going to talk about get really into the match in just a bit but just for overall the season you you were talking about the players that have come in, who have been key players overall for Huddersfield Town this year so far? Yeah, it, it's there's, there's been a few and a few surprising ones. The keeper, Lee Nichols, is a, a step up from what we had. I mean, unfortunately, the guy, if you remember the home game, he had a bit of a disaster, mm. our uh, keeper, and he's barely played since. He's been injured as well. Uh, but Lee Nichols, we've had a, gotten a free from Milton Keynes. Um, he, he's been excellent. Um, he's a very good keeper. You might not, if we do go a goal up in, in five minutes at your place, you might notice him wasting time from the sixth minute onwards. <laughs> he's very good at that as well. But he's, um, but he is, he is an excellent keeper, uh, commanding and a good shot stopper. Uh, other good players, I mentioned Zorba Thomas, who just sprinkles a little stardust for us, really, on the right wing. He's very quick, he's very direct. He's once or twice come up against very good left-backs, and he doesn't necessarily... If it doesn't work for him, I'm not sure what he's got to fall back on. Mm-hmm. The Derby left-back in particular had him in his pocket most of the game, but most left-backs in the, in the Championship aren't that good, and Thomas does get the better of them for his speed and power. Um Surprisingly, as well, I would say Tom Lees as central defender. Oh, I wow. I remember Tom Lees. A lot of Fulham fans will remember him from Sheffield yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. And from yes, United. absolutely. And yeah, he, I, I never particularly rated him. Um, <laughs> but he's coming and he's been solid and dependable. Um, and sometimes you want that. Um, I mean, another guy that uh, Emilio was talking about from work when he was sharing all-time, or, or like the best combined Town 11, he had um, Michael Heffley in from 2017. Completely understand that. He's a hero of a player. But for me, Lee's edges it just because of his dependability. And that was, um, and really as a central defender, that's my main trait that I look for. Um, I'd also say the other two players to look out for, uh, Lewis O'Brien, centre midfield. I mentioned him in the the early podcast. Unfortunately, yep. had COVID um, in in August, so he, he didn't play against you then. Jeremy, we actually have a question about him from our friend Steve Reynolds. Who's how important is O'Brien to Huddersfield? Yeah, he, he is very important. It's, it's strange. I mean, he's been highly rated for a long time. Um, he'd been linked with Premier League clubs. I have to say, I thought he was, a, it's probably sacrilege to say this uh, if town fans listen, I thought he was a little overrated, to be honest. I'd, I thought he was a decent player, but nothing, you know, to get ho- right home about. But the last two or three months, he's been, you know, what been very, very good for us. And either I've, I've missed that or he's got better. Um, and really, you know, he gets the ball, he, well, he's, he, tackling stats are terrific. He gets the ball, he runs forward, he's direct. Um, he doesn't run a game. I've, I mentioned Aaron Moy. He doesn't run a game like Aaron Moy could, uh, but he's he's a useful player for us. So I would say him, and then up front, Danny Ward again, being a revelation. 
come back for us, mm. um, having played for us, getting on for 10 years ago. Um, wasn't particularly popular with the town fans, only scored once last season. But since September this year, um, he's been on fire. I mean, mm. he's been absolutely terrific. Um, and most unexpectedly as well. So, um, mm. so yeah, it's always good to get a striker that actually can get a few goals. And, and, and Danny Ward, surprisingly, has been getting the goals for us this season. Okay, excellent stuff. I have another question from you from Steve Turner. Also involves me and Emilio. Here it is. Out of curiosity, not knowing terribly much about Huddersfield Town, which is the overall age of their squad in comparison to our own Emilio and Russ for Fulham? So, first of all, this is from Steve Turner again. What is the average age for Huddersfield Town, Jeremy? Do you, do you have a grasp on that? And then Emilio and I could share our thoughts. Well, it's, I don't know what it is, but it's certainly younger than it was uh, <laughs> recently. You know, we get I mean, we, we have players like you know uh, Danny Ward, like I say, who's experienced John, Johnny Hogg, uh, Tom Lee's, Matty Pearson's probably uh, late twenties, but most of the rest of the side. I would say would be mid twenties or younger. So I think there's there's a bit of a gap. We don't. I wouldn't say that we have players through the age ranges. They tend to be smattering and experienced, but most of the players are younger than average. Okay, Emilio. To us, when it comes to that question, I think we are older compared to the situation with Huddersfield Town. But I don't know if I would say we are. In a situation, we're nowhere near a situation we have with the end of Roy Hodgson's time. Yeah, okay, yeah, that yeah. that we could see coming. We're not there. We're nowhere near that. In fact, I would say in Fulham's situation, mid twenties yeah, potentially. Yeah. Would that would that be a fair yeah. assessment? Yeah, I reckon so. If you include obviously Fabio, whilst he's still a Fulham player, yeah, you know you got something. He that brings it up. down. Yeah, bring it down. You got some of the players at like the Toms of this world, Seri, who in the what they're 30, 31 now. So I think, yep. you know, ultimately, I think we're about Ream. 25, 26, but I think we've got some good, you know, there is some good talent in this squad. You know, you know, Tim Ream obviously is going the other extreme, but we've got Tosin. Tosin's young. Robinson, you know, still young. You know, Fabio, so we've mentioned Mitrovic is what, 26, 27. So yep. yeah, maybe same age. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I think, I think we've got a good, and this squad of ours, again, despite some of their ages being quite young, we're getting a lot of experience. You know, these guys are playing in week in, week out. They've some of them have tried themselves in the Premier League, not quite up to it last season. But you know, I'm curious to see. I always have this debate: How would Silver have fared if he had the squad of players that Scott Parker had last season? I still that's I an still interesting question. Keep saying it time and time again. I still feel that squad we had last year on paper should have done better. Oh, and hands paper, down, a million. Hands squad, down. You know that you know our owners did a great job getting some some pivotal signings, but you know we didn't play to their strengths, you know, tactics, style of football. And it does frustrate me. Now, if we do get promoted, we've now got to go and find those experienced players again to complement some of the players that we've got at the moment. So it does frustrate me. But, you know, we live and learn. And, uh, you know, but we have got some good experience. I think those guys would be better if we do get promoted to learn so from their mistakes from last season. And so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You know, the fans just keep, keep backing our players, keep backing the manager, keep backing the owners. And hopefully if we get promoted, then... You know, I think we'll we'll be better for it. I think we'll be third time lucky. I think um, we can't we can't do Norwich and go back down again for the third right. time. We've got to Emilio, there. I've been asked several times on Twitter, even recently, yeah. why would this season be different? I'm talking about next season, and I said mm. I started with a manager, and I will go and say exactly what you just said. He's gotten the most out of these players, and I expect that to be the same mm-hmm. in the Premier League. I don't think it's a level situation. I think it's a situation with the manager 
maximizing the talent that he has around yeah. him. And like yeah. you mentioned, if you add quality pieces around it and you maximize that, there's no reason why they can't stay in the Premier League. No. I think the situation's different, Amelia. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, although we gave a great account for ourselves at Man City, you know, nobody goes there and really gets away with anything but a hiding. But I thought for 45 minutes, you know, we... 45 minutes. We matched them. We matched yes. them pretty much. But, you know, the, I think I keep, you know, not being a doom and gloomer here, but it was one game, not 38 games. So we can't play like that for 38 games in a season against every team. So it'll be interesting to see how Marco Silva adapts when, if right. we get promoted right. and we get the right players because clearly you can't go playing that offensively for a whole season and, and hope to stay up. We've got to change some of our tactics next season, but let's get there first and then we can start building for the future. I'm there with you, my friend. All right, Jeremy, back to you. Before we really break down this match, I just want to get your thoughts on Fulham. And, uh, you know, listen, we watch them each and every week, but as someone that doesn't see them each and every week, but you obviously see everything about them. You know that we're in first place and you probably have watched a few matches. Overall, what have you made of Fulham Football Club this season? Uh, I think we discussed in the earlier uh, in the podcast at the start of the season the, the four teams that were very fancied, um, and it's you know, Fulham, Bournemouth, West Brom, Sheffield United, and out of the four, you're the consistent ones. I mean, the, I, I wouldn't necessarily say. I mean, you look at Bournemouth, I mean, they've got some terrific players, Bournemouth, um, and it's a bit like last year. I would say Norwich won the title comfortably, mm-hmm. entirely deserved to do that. But I still think Burnford are the best side in the championship mm-hmm. last, last mm-hmm. year. And I don't care how many points they finished behind Norwich, yeah. but they didn't perform well enough over the 46 games. And I actually think even though they got promoted, it was actually a disappointing season for them on how well they played. And I think it's something similar here. I think um, the other three teams um, that were fancied are not that far short of you, but you're just turning out the results. I mean, even the, the one time that I can remember you getting hammered at Coventry, oh. even that mm-hmm. turned on a on a, a appalling penalty decision on yeah. somebody who dived and then got banned. Jeremy, two. don't get me started on that. Emilio's <laughs> laughing. He knows how I feel about this. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I didn't, but I could. I can probably, if I was a Fulham fan, I know exactly how I would feel about that. So, yeah, and, and yeah, of course, you just didn't defend well after that. But right. if that penalty hadn't been awarded, who knows what the game would have been? So. Right, exactly, exactly. And Jeremy, okay, so let's really start to get in this match. And now I'm going to go back and forth with the two of you. So let's start here. We've already talked about key players for your season, Jeremy, but let's focus on the game, the match, okay? Who are your key players tomorrow? We're recording this the day before for Huddersfield Town against Fulham. Well, I think I'm, I'm going to change it up a bit. I, I tend to say central midfield whenever you ask me that question, Russ, but I'm, I'm not going to say that this time. I think for me, it's our central defenders against your forwards because I can't believe that you won't create chances at the end of the day you're too good not to it's how good our defenders will be now there have been a strength this year um, and I did say in August I thought they might be even though we had a very poor defence last year looking at who we brought in I thought they would be good and although we conceded five against you I think in the something like the first 13 games we kept seven clean sheets that's great um, now it's interesting. We've got a fellow on loan from Chelsea called Levi Colville, and he's been out injured for a while. If he comes back, um, and it's I, we don't know whether we're that fit, 
But if he does, we might play with three central defenders and two wing backs compared to mm-hmm. the, like the the four that we've been playing at the back. That that will change the dynamic. If we have an extra central defender in there, that will make it more difficult for you. Um, if we do play with how we've been playing with Tom Lees and Matty Pearson, it might be a struggle for them to keep out Fulham for 90 minutes, I would say. But um, So I would say key players would be our central defenders, Lees, Pearson, and potentially Levi Colville. Okay, and what formation, just for our supporters who don't watch Huddersfield Town, do you, will you be using against Fulham? Well, it will depend on whether Levi Colville's back. If he's not back, what we tend to do is we play four at the back um, and then would have, uh, like, uh, in midfield, we tend to have somebody like uh, John Ho- Jonathan Hogg, uh, Liam O'Brien, and one of Donnell Sanani or um, Dwayne Holmes, probably playing towards the left-hand side. Uh, then we have... Um, We'd have Zorba Thomas in there as well. We've got a player on loan called Carol Whiting that joined us last year. Has just come back in the January transfer window. We always play one up front, um, okay. and we do tend to play with wide people as well, whether that's wing backs or or wingers. We have another fellow called Josh Caroma on the left wing, so sometimes we play him. But um, on the assumption Colville isn't back, we'll probably play something like a four-five-one. Although okay. it's I wouldn't say in straight lines. I wouldn't say you'd see four across the pitch, five across the pitch, and then one up front. It tends to be a little bit more zigzaggy in our midfield when we play four, five, one. Okay, excellent stuff there, Jeremy. Okay, over to you, Emilio, for this match against Huddersfield Town. Key players for four. Um, I think it's keeping the same squad. I think play. I think we've got to be patient tomorrow. I think that's going to be the key thing for me. I think I'm looking at your stats, Jeremy. Correct me if I'm wrong, but. Are you unbeaten in all competitions about 15 games? Yeah. 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 I don't think, I think we haven't lost in December onwards, I think. Or that is pretty impressive. Very start of December. So, yeah. So, I think the key for us is about being patient here. I think we've got to continue to play our style of football. You will make it difficult for us because, they like I said, you're not necessarily blowing teams away, but you're difficult to break down and, and you're not conceding many. So, you, you know, there's been a few goalless draws, a few 1 1 draws, but you're difficult to break down. So, I think. The key for us tomorrow, I think, Russ, is, is being patient. If we have an un, an unchanged squad, I think play to our normal system. You know, Carvalho clearly is in, is in top form at the moment. I don't think, um, unless there's any injuries, I don't think we're going to change the squad. Okay. I remember when we had this corresponding call about four or five months ago, I remember I called out that Serbia should start for Huddersfield. I got a lot of abuse, I remember, saying, you know, I was talking I a remember. lot of nonsense. Do you remember that? And I do. Because Anguisa went to my Italian team, Napoli, and... <laughs> We were a bit short in in in, in centre midfield, so I said, "There we are." He's contracted to play, and and look, arguably, before he went on to you know, African Nations duty, actually, he's probably one of my most consistent players all season. So yeah. he's, maybe he'll struggle to get back in, but at the moment, you know, I think keep the, the team un, you know, unchanged. You know, we like Jeremy said, we will create opportunities, but tomorrow's conditions, I think, we need to be mindful of that as well because right, you know, it's going to be a bit blowy. It's been a bit blustery here in the UK with some strong storms. It's predicted to be raining at lunchtime early afternoon. So that's not necessarily going to favour Fulham as well. So so let's we've got to just be patient. And I think as they know, my key plays again is probably going to be Wilson's bang on form at the moment, looking okay. very dangerous. Mitrovic, we know what he can do, he's always in the right place. So for me, it's your it's your usual wide men, Wilson, Cabano, and and Fabio looking to you know attack and play, you know, get into those important places in the box. So Huddersfield will have to be on their game for 90 minutes, but 
like you said, Jeremy, I think we're used to seeing a few of the opposing goalkeepers this season defending after about 10, 20 minutes. I think Bournemouth keeper yeah. did that well yep. after 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes. And was it Bristol City? I think there were time the, the goalkeeper was time wasting to keep the score yes. down. Yes, a few weeks ago. So same yeah, thing. That wouldn't so surprise that. me. We're used yeah. to that. We've got to be patient. That's going to be the key thing. Is ninety minutes. Patient. And if we get an early goal, that's, then I think we'll take control and win the game. But we may have to. I think it comes down to the early goal, Emilio. If yeah. if Fulham score first, and we've seen this time and time again, mm. I think it's their match. Yeah. To lose, meaning that they they should be favored to win at at that mm. point, just because. I think they play very well from ahead. They've shown mm. the ability lately when they give up a goal to score mm. quickly from behind. So that's been encouraging as well. But I would say, and many people have said, get the early goal. And I certainly and also, understand that. Haven't been, you know, let's be honest. It's you know, Other than those 6-0 victories, 6-2, 6-2, 7-0, you know, as I always said, you can't be playing five-star football every week. So it's no. nice, you know, against Hull City, we weren't spectacular, but good enough to win that game and keep a clean sheet. Exactly. Millwall, I thought the scoreline flattered us. But again, you know, we didn't play particularly well. Second gear and we still won 3-0. So that's the key thing. You know, this team knows how to win, whether they we're do. playing well or not. And, you know, you, like I said, you can't keep winning 5-0 every game. It's nice to be able to hang in there and know how to close the game out and not concede. Exactly. And they obviously just did that against Hull City, not a team yeah. that I so, really so like. Emilio, like. you know how I feel about Hull City. And they found a way to win. <laughs> So yeah. that actually made me happy. I want to share this to you, Emilio, because, again, you would know a lot more about this, and Jeremy as well. Out of curiosity, not knowing – oh, I'm sorry. I, there's a Goldman for you. It's this one. Here we go. Will the game still be on given Storm units and public getting to and from the ground safely? Thoughts on that, Emilio? Yeah, if it was tonight, it, it might have been up and down. In the Bournemouth games got postponed tonight, hasn't it, because of the, the yes. conditions out there? I think the storms will 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 ease, and they have eased anyway the last few hours. So the game will go ahead unless there's structural damage to the ground and the stadium, etc. So, but I, I suspect there might be thirty mile an hour winds rather than seventy miles, and but the, the rains are going to hit us. I think they're yep. like the predicted rains in the afternoon. Okay, excellent stuff. All right, back to you, Jeremy. Emilio pretty much did this, really mapping out how Fulham can win this match. How does Huddersfield Town win this match? Um, well, defend for our lives and get a breakaway, <laughs> I think, is probably uh, sensible. I mean, I, I'd, at the end of the day, I, I'm under no illusions Fulham are a different quality to us. But we're a good, solid side. Um, we, we're we not a team equipped to come from behind. I think you're right. If you get an early goal, it would be very difficult for us. But if we get an early goal... Mm. Um, we know how we're going to play, and it will be difficult. Um, I, I can't see us being hammered again 5-1. I mean, I, I may live to regret that, but I, I, mm-hmm. I, I just don't see us being that sort of side anymore now that we're settled into the way that we're playing. The one interesting thing is Corbyn has occasionally thrown... When he, we have a lot of matches coming up. He has occasionally thought to himself, um, you know, when, I'm not going to play all the first-teamers here. I mean, I noticed Bournemouth say last year we actually lost five 0 won a good run, but he actually put in a lot of um, reserves. Yeah. And with so many other matches coming up, if he thinks this is probably one we're not going to get much out of anyway, it's not impossible that he may put in, you know, a few plays that we wouldn't expect, and oh, that will obviously help your cause. Um, I, I don't think he'll do that because we haven't had a midweek game. 
Okay. But if we had a game Tuesday, Wednesday, I wouldn't have been at all surprised if we'd seen like a half and half mix between it, uh, reserves and first team. Um, but in answer to your question, to go back to it, yeah, I would say defend and then hope the likes of Zorba Thomas and Lewis O'Brien can fire upfield quickly, get a quick break, cross the ball in, and Danny Ward nip ahead of the central defender and put the ball in the net. That's how we would do it. Okay, excellent. All right. Let's now go to you, Jeremy, right back to you. Let's get your starting 11, then I'll go to Emilio. Right, well, yeah, I mean, if, if we're going to assume that Colville isn't going to be playing, I would say that, you know, Lee Nichols at the back, um, Halley Toffolo is a, a fixture at left-back, albeit he was um, rested for the last game, and the fellow who came in, Josh Ruffles, who's barely played for us, played really well. Um, I suspect Toffolo would still take the left-back slot. Right back would potentially be Peeper. Um, if we did play five at the back, I think he would come out. But if it was four at the back, he would be playing. So in the centre, in the centre of defence, in a four would always be Matty Pearson and uh, and Tom Lees. Um, in midfield, without question, Lewis O'Brien and Jonathan Hogg. Um, on the right hand side will be Zorba Thomas. As for the other ones, it could be, I have to say, I mean, I, I, I am being a bit vague here, but it could be any um, two from four of Karoma, um, Sinani, uh, Dwayne Holmes and Carol Lighting. Um, so two of those four will play. And up front, it would be Danny Ward, who will run about um, for 70 minutes, knowing that he will be substituted after 70 minutes so he can... Um, uh, by um, somebody else will come on from him, probably right. George and Rose after about 70 minutes. Okay, excellent. Emilio, before I go to you, because uh, I think this is something that I'm curious your views on. I want to get your yeah. starting 11 because we've been talking a lot about O'Brien, and mm. uh, this is from our friend Colm Bugler. Chalba or Reed need to stop Lewis O'Brien putting his mark on the match, and uh, I've again, we've been talking a lot about him, so I'm curious your view on central midfield. Obviously, talk about the starting 11 as a whole. Mm. I know how you feel about this mix that we have. Do you mm. go with Chalba? Do you go with Reed? Do you go back to Seri? So, yeah, yeah. I'm going to put you in the shoes of Marco Silva. You've got the shoes of Marco Silva. Yeah. What are you going to do? What's your starting 11? And then maybe you could say, well, you think that this is what Silva's going to do. Yeah, absolutely. I think if you asked me that question a month ago, I would have liked to have seen Seri go straight back in after maybe have, you know, a week or so rest from the you know from his international duties. But you know, Shalabar, to be honest, has defied some of the critics, to be honest. You know, I thought, I thought he's played well, Millie. He's played very well, comfortable, keeping the ball ticking along. And I think for this game, I think Huddersfield Town are a lot more technically a better team than Peterborough. Don't think we've got two games in four days. That's right. So I suspect, you know, the key thing is get your strongest starting 11 today. I suspect he will keep the, the team unchanged. I would like to keep the team. I wouldn't want Harrison Reed coming back. Maybe okay. play, him against, play him against Peterborough. Maybe a team that's a little, little bit more physical. Maybe we, you know, Harrison Reed becoming more of a nuisance. Could be more better suited for that game than tomorrow's. But tomorrow's going to be technically a good game. Huddersfield yep. are technically a good side. You know, we don't we don't need the likes of Harrison Reed. I think you need someone with a bit more quality with passing, such as okay. Shallow can break a defense better than Reed can. So but there are three there are, like I said, two games in four days. So don't be surprised if you know put your strongest team out tomorrow, keep yep. it unchanged for me. And if you do get the victory, then you might make a couple 
tactical changes for the game against Peter next week and maybe bring Harrison Reed or possibly bring Seri back in. And give I was going to ask you, when do you think Seri comes back in, Emilio? I think there will be a change next Wednesday night. If, if we win tomorrow with an unchanged lineup, then you, I would say you can afford. I think you can, ta- you know, make some tactical changes in the interest of giving the squad a bit more game time and and also against your opposition. Peter are on more of a physical team, less you know, more ugly. They're not pretty to watch, and you know, someone like Harrison Reed, I think, well, and maybe Sarah would be better suited for that fixture. But Shalabar's done nothing wrong, so you know, no, he hasn't. For, he's got he's got to start for me. It's funny, Emilio. I keep trying to check myself by putting too much stock into that Man City match, but yeah. Chalba was very good in that very Man good. City match. He showed me what I think he could potentially do in the Premier League. I'm talking yeah. about Chalba. I'm like, yeah. he might have a role here. I, I very possibly could have an important role. What he does might translate really well. Obviously, he's done it in the Premier League. You know, so, his passing is good. I think if you look at his passing yep. statistics, his success rate with passing very good. Different player to Harrison Reed. You know, his passing rate is not very good, but he's a different type of player. He's, a, you know, yep. he's more dogged and obviously there to to, to, to perform, a, perform a specific role. But when you want a bit more quality, you know, Shalabar has got that. Seri has got that. Yep. And that's what Reed doesn't, he's not blessed with, unfortunately. Okay. Excellent stuff. Okay. Coming up next to end the show, we're going to go to our predictions. And if you're watching or listening live, feel free to share your predictions. Whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains, or driving to the city. Summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today. Okay, Jeremy, I'm going to go to you first. What is your prediction for the match? Um, despite all the things I've said about that we're a decent, <laughs> solid side, like I say, you're just a slightly better side. You're playing at home. You're on a good route of form. Um, I think our unbeaten run will be coming to an end. I'm going to go 2-0 Fulham. 2-0 Fulham. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Someone I talked to earlier went 2-0 to Fulham as well. Emilio, what's your prediction? I think I think we we I think we will win. I've got a two one prediction. I think we we will concede. I think key thing it's all about the style of victory. I don't care if we I don't care if we don't blow teams away all the time. I think it's all about yeah. playing good football, exciting football, and you know when we're on song and when we're passing a ball, the amount of chances we create is incredible. It's a beautiful to watch. But I you know you know Green Colin Bugler, I think. Yep. The back of my mind, there's still the nagging doubt that we might be disappointed tomorrow. And I'm, I'm, I know. I mean, yeah, there's something. I think we will win. 2-1, but there's a nagging doubt in my mind saying this this Huddersfield team, <laughs> but no, there, there's a reason why you've gone 15 games unbeaten. Absolutely. You cannot you know, look at that, that and it's not, not be impressed statistic. by it. So, you know, like I said, you're, you're, you're hard to beat. I've said it a few times tonight. The conditions won't be favourable for our type of football. So it's we're going to have to be patient and we're going to find a way to get through that defence of yours. So it's going to be... Probably, a cagey 2-1 win, but don't be disappointed that Colin might be right. We might only end up with a disappointing one-all draw tomorrow. Okay, excellent stuff. Okay, I'm going to share Wayne's prediction. He's going 3-1 to form. We just have a few predictions. Neil says 1-0 to form. And then we have Combe, who's going for a cagey 1-1. <laughs> and then I'm going to share my prediction now, guys. And I've given this a lot of thought. And I don't know... If any of you have watched Seinfeld, 
because everything that tells me all the build up to this, Jeremy and, and Emilio, mm-hmm. is that this should be as Combs said a KG one one or maybe even a nil nil. Maybe that's going to be the result. But I'm going to go with George Costanza, who does everything wrong and decided in an episode he was going to do the opposite. So I'm going to go the opposite of what everyone probably thinks it's going to be, even with the conditions, Emilio, saying 1-1, 2 to one to Fulham. I'm going 3-1 to one to Fulham. I'm not really going too far out, but I'm going to go 3-1 to one to Fulham. That's my prediction. But like you mentioned, you know, this is a tough team. I wouldn't be shocked of any result here, Jeremy. I'm going to be honest with you. You should be very proud of your side. They've done well. Regardless of what happens tomorrow, you should be proud, Jeremy. Yeah, I mean, we certainly, it's I mean, it's easy to reflect as Huddersfield. I know we're in the Premier League, but I, I've looked at the last 10 seasons since we were promoted to the Championship in 2011. We've basically been in a relegation battle <laughs> every single season, yeah. not from the season we went to the Premier League. Um, so it's just a joy and a pleasure to actually think we've actually now got enough points that we're not going to get relegated and it's February, <laughs> you know, and it's just, yeah, it's just a pleasure. I think there's quite a few town fans that still harking back to Premier League days and get disappointed yeah. and get over-emotional about the one-off games. But for me, you know, it's been a good season. And even if we slow, slowly slide down to ninth or tenth, it's been better than most of us would have expected. Yeah. So I completely agree with you. Okay. So going back, I'm going to ask you that question, Jeremy. Sorry, Russ. Yeah, go ahead. Do you want to get promoted? And yes. so again, I've no always, I, yeah, I always say it's not even a debate for, for yeah. me, Emilio. I know there's there's, yeah. ta- there's town fans that say, "Oh no, let's give it another season." You don't get to choose, yeah. You know, yeah. now, yeah. now, I, I'm not saying we could get promoted and we could get 18 points again and be humiliated, and it's not worth it. And when you go through a match, and you you know this is Fulham fans, you know, if you're two 0 down at the Etihad. With, after 30 minutes, you know that the final hour is just going to be how many were they going to score? Mm. Or, and and that's no fun. And where you don't feel like that in mm. the Championship, even we don't feel like that in the Championship. Mm. But, you know, I, I want us to be as good as we can be. So without question, if we scrape up on penalties, I mean, I don't know if you know our playoff record, but <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. we've we've been in the playoffs eight times, I think. We've, we've won the playoffs four times. We've yet to win a home game in the playoffs and we've only won two away games and yet have been promoted four times because we <laughs> win penalty shootouts. That would suit me fine. A nice penalty <laughs> shootout at the end of May to get promoted against the likes of Bournemouth or somebody like that. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd deal with that and we'll worry about the consequences later. Okay. I'm going to say this now, Jeremy, and Emilio's going to get a chuckle about this, but I now have circled on my calendar... Saturday, April 30th, Huddersfield Town's going to be on the road to play Coventry City. All I ask is that you beat Coventry City, and all I ask is that you be better than Coventry City. That's all I ask. Please. Okay? <laughs> it's funny with Coventry as well. They're a team that we've abs- we've avoided over the years. We haven't... Um- we haven't actually played a match in front of fans at Coventry since 1972. Oh, yeah. um, it's, it's remarkable, really, when you think yeah. of. Um, we've played so many other teams, but no, I'm. I'm I've been to see Coventry at uh, ground when they've hosted the London 2012 Olympics, yeah. but I've never actually. And I've been to a conference there for work, but I've never actually seen us play there. So I'm looking forward to it, and I'll, and I'll think of you if we do get. If Please one of do. our players knives for a penalty, I know there'll be a guy. There'll be <laughs> a guy know, in New England somewhere. I, you don't want to hear 
or want to know what I was saying during that whole thing. That's all you, you know, again, when, when they were rewarded that penalty, you can imagine what was going through my mouth. Anyways, yeah. I'm just going to share a couple more predictions. I'm going to wrap it up. This is from Monsi. He's got four to one of home. I think that might be a little bit too far. Roy's going with two to one. I do mm. see that. I went three to one and Showtime 53 home cooking in the cottage two now. <laughs> again, I'll take any kind of victory. I will take it. But yeah. as I mentioned earlier, I have a lot of respect for Huddersfield Town. I have nothing against Huddersfield Town at all. And if it's not Fulham playing, I, I wish Huddersfield Town the best of luck. Jeremy, thank you so much for joining Emilio and I. It was a great show. Thank you. I've, I've enjoyed it as ever. Thanks for inviting us on there. Um, and hopefully I, I will see you soon, Emilio. Yeah, I hope you see you soon, yep. Jeremy. And uh, yeah, I think the key, the last thing I want to say, obviously I agree with Wayne and Colin about, you know, let's give Huddersfield all the praise they deserve because, you know, you've, you've, reversed your season after that disappointing defeat against Fulham early in the season. But you know, how exciting for a neutral as well. Look at that top 10 play teams in this division. Those playoff positions are well up for grabs. Anyone can squeeze in there. So, you know, you've got a great chance to get in those playoffs, Jeremy. I think they say keep Have that credit. going. You know, but look at all the teams in there. QPR, yeah. who I think I think have punched above their weight and doing a good job. Blackburn, I didn't expect them to be where they are. Middlesbrough creeping up the table quietly with a good manager. So, look, right. there's there's lots to play for for those playoff places. Absolutely. And Fulham have to stay on their guard as well. Let's not take anything for granted. You nope. know, we don't want to go on a bad run of form because, you know, a couple of victories and you the teams will start to catch us again. So it's it's in it's it's in our own hands to lose this or win this. So uh, so let's see how we go. But but that for a neutral, it's great great to see the championship. Look at the, the, those top ten teams. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I completely agree. I mean, it's 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 pretty even in quality. I know we mm. said at the start of the season there with me though that perhaps isn't the greatest championship, yeah. but it makes it exciting. Yes. You know, it does. It, it, it could be us. It could be somebody else. But it, and but it, it yeah, the fact that we're in there giving it a you know a fighting chance. Mm. That's all we can ask for at this stage yeah, of the season. Absolutely. For like us, so. Jeremy, for a couple of seasons after Fulham got relegated, we went through relegation battles, and Emilio yeah. will tell you how terrible that was so i do understand that feeling and the fact that you are where you are right now i think is a testament to Huddersfield Town, how far they've come since then i i think it's great and i and i'll just say one last time you deserve all the credit that you're getting and i wish you the best the rest of the season and we'll see what happens tomorrow absolutely Russ. many thanks for that okay Melio, final thoughts before we wrap this up no, thanks as always, Jeremy, for coming on the show. It's a pleasure having you on here. And um, yeah, let's enjoy the game tomorrow. And hopefully the weather's not going to disrupt circumstances. Let's just enjoy a nice, good, open game of football with two good teams. So yeah, yep. come on, you whites. Three points, please. All right, we'll see what happens. I do want to mention, before we go, just this little note, we will be doing a show tomorrow, but we won't be doing our typical full-time show because of uh, scheduling conflicts with me, but we will be doing it probably around 5 p.m. UK time. We will do a show. I don't know if it's technically a full-time show or a post-match show, but we will be doing a show about this match, and I look forward to doing that. And one last thing, one more time, because I need to get in the habit of just mentioning, please do subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please do. Please help other full fans find us or other fans of the championship and the championship is a great league. And I'm glad you guys are talking about this. You could say that the quality is down a million and I'm not going to disagree with you on that, but I'm glad that Jeremy went where I would go on that. It's so even it's so competitive. 
it's fun to watch. I yeah. watch so many more championship matches than I watch Premier League matches, and I've done yeah. that even when we've been in the Premier League. I've done that because yeah. I like the fact that it is so competitive, and that has not changed. The level of play might be slightly down, but the competitiveness is right there. It's still yeah. right there. So I just wanted to share that. All right. Well, let's wrap up this episode of Cutter for Jeremy King, our special guest, Huddersfield Town supporter, and Emilio Danella. I'm Russ Coleman. Thank you as always for watching and listening to Cottage Talk. Whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains, or driving to the city, summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.